Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Mrs. Joyce Angel, an adjunct faculty at Providence Baptist College. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. We recorded you once before and had an episode with you uh, talking about uh, being the mom of a missionary. And uh, if any of our listeners have uh, not listened to that, I encourage them to go back and uh, listen to that episode. It's very helpful and very encouraging as well. Thank you. I hope so. But I wanted to talk a little bit about um, a book that you had written, and we've required it for some reading for some of our ladies' classes here at the college. It's called Answers for Emily. Yes. And um, if you could uh, just kind of describe who is Emily and okay. uh, why did you write the book okay. and what kind of things did you talk about in the book? And we'll actually tackle one of those topics today. Okay. All right. Well, um, several years ago, we had an assistant pastor. His name was Caleb Hansen, and his wife, Emily wrote me a letter and it in it she had 12 questions just uh, just 12 questions about you know some books that I would recommend um, some uh, how raising children raising girls raising boys ministry school how we you know did our school um, tradi- our school uh, schedule how to get the kids to school on time whatever just very practical questions mm-hmm. and so I decided rather than just answer them in a one or two sentence, I would write my answers out. After I wrote my answers out, I wanted to make sure I was leading her in the right direction. So I had my husband answer or read all of my answers. And as he would read them, he'd say, Joyce, you need to put this in a book. And so I said, okay, I will. And so that's how... Um, it came to be. It's a little book, and it's like you said, it's Answers for Emily, and it's just practical advice for Christian wives and mothers. And um, one of the questions she asked me was about traditions that we have in our family, mm-hmm. and I had never really thought about it. So I, you know, I had to get my thoughts together, and so I answered. I told her about Christmas, what we did for Christmas, and I told her that. Um, all during our younger years, we would either go to my family for Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, or to my husband's family in Atlanta. And sometimes when we would travel to their, to our different homes, I would think, oh, I wish we would, could stay home and do our own traditions. And, um, then the day came when we could no longer travel and it did become, ours, mine, to establish our own traditions. And then I missed going to my folks and going to his folks. But we did. We we established our own little Christmas traditions. And and I I realized that I there was this quote from Focus on the Family that traditions are a valuable way to strengthen families and create lasting memories. And that's exactly what they have done. And it it thrills my heart when we go to our now grown and married children's homes and they are carrying on the same traditions Mm. that we did. For instance, for our Christmas, we have our big meal Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. 
And then Christmas Day, we um, have a big breakfast. We open our presents. We always read the Bible or the Christmas story. We open our presents, and then we have soup and sandwiches all day long and snack all day long. And that's our Christmas tradition. And and it does. It 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 traditions are important to the family dynamic. And um, I'm thankful that, that we can have these traditions. And so, and I remember Thanksgiving. She asked me that. I wrote about Thanksgiving. And again, when it was mine to keep, mine to do, it was one day, um, well, I remember this, the first Thanksgiving that we had. And my husband kind of looked at it as a day to play football with the kids and mm-hmm. um, maybe get a little yard work done because it was warm weather. And so I was in the house um, you know, getting the meal on, and I set this beautiful table, and here they came in their work clothes, their play clothes, and it's I not looked. What you were expecting? I huh? looked at my, <laughs> I looked at my beautiful table and all the hard work, you know, that I did, and I and I decided right then and there, this is our tradition. We are not coming to the Thanksgiving table in ratty tat clothes anymore. <laughs> So I said, our tradition now is you are going to dress up. So and they and we joke about it, but it's you know I am firm, <laughs> and you I will not be moved. So that's our Thanksgiving tradition. But I think the one tradition that I value the most is our birthday traditions and the what we did for each of the kids on their birthdays. And this is what they remember and and that they're doing with their kids and. Um, you know, everybody has a birthday, and it's their special day, and they they want to be treated special, and they don't they want to know that somebody is thinking about them, and mom hasn't forgotten. So a week or so before their birthday, I will make sure that they have their present or presents, and I'll wrap it up, and I'll put it in a on a table in a prominent place in our. I would do this, put it in in a prominent place in their house. And this would tell them, your birthday is special, and I haven't forgotten, and we're going to make a big deal about your birthday. And so they have to look at that present for a (laughs) week and wonder what was in it. And so that was always fun. And then... um, then they got, they always got to choose their meal, no matter what anybody else liked in the family. This was their meal, and mm-hmm. no matter what it took, they were going to get their special meal. And so we would do that. And then I would try to make a special cake. And I do not know how to decorate cakes. I don't know how to do any of that. But I would um, back then. Now they have Pinterest, and you can oh, yeah. learn anything from Pinterest. But we didn't have it back then. But I did have the current. It's a. It was a little ca- uh, cookbook, and they would how to decorate cakes, and they could look through this book and pick out a cake, and I would try to decorate it the best I could. And I know Leah. Our daughter Leah, her nickname was Leah Bugs, and so she would sometimes pick out a ladybug cake, mm-hmm. or you know, and the boys would have something with a race car or something, and it was very simple, very, you know, very not impressive at all. But it just said, "My birthday is important to my family and to my mom," and so we would have this cake, 
And then so that the day of the birthday, uh, you know, they'd have their meal. And then this is something so silly, but the kids loved it. And we do it with our grandkids, too. Um, we would turn all the lights out so it'd be completely dark, and we would light the candles on the cake. And so, you know, I can still see, you know, we'd bring the cake in front of them, and here was this flame lighting up the kids' face. And just to see the smile on their face, you know, this Mm -hmm. is my birthday, my day, and we would sing, and um, they'd blow the candles out, and so then we'd have our cake you know cake and ice cream Mm -hmm. then they'd open their presents so that was what we do for their meals and then that night during devotions I don't know it makes me so it was so special my my husband would tell about how we first found out that we were expecting them and how happy we were well, except Cherith was our surprise. <laughs> Cherith was our surprise. She was our last. She came five five years after Leah. Mm-hmm. And so he would, I remember this, you know, Cherith was sitting beside me and my husband said, so we found out, you know, we were expecting Cherith and mom cried. And Cherith looked at me and said, you didn't want me? <laughs> no, Cherith, no, no. You know, we were just surprised. But anyway, and he would tell about how we found out we were expecting them. And then about the day that they were born and how we went to the hospital and all, you know, all the events of their birth. And the kids just, they, you know, that was just what we did. And it was their day and how happy we were that they were born and they were a part of our family. And like I said, it was our little tradition to celebrate their birthdays. But now to see our kids do the same thing, it just... It just, it's these ties that bind your hearts together. So that was our birthday tradition. And, and traditions, I would just encourage every young mother, every, everything you, anything you can do to, um, to do, do have a tradition that will tie your hearts and bring memories for your children. It's, it, it really will bind your hearts together. Well, so, telling those stories from year to year, it oh, almost becomes the stuff of it legends. You it know? is, it <laughs> is, it is. And they kind of know what's coming, yeah. but they never tire hearing about it. Just so. to illustrate you know, the importance of a tradition, um, one thing that my wife and I do on our kid's birthday is we will wake them up first oh. thing in the morning, singing happy birthday to them. Oh, And yes. my do- younger daughter's birthday is on Monday. Uh-huh. And she woke up this morning and we, my wife and I were already up in the living room and she walked into the room. She's like, you didn't sing happy birthday to me. I'm like, well, it's not your birthday yet. (laughs) Her grandparents are coming into town today. So she thought it was her birthday for whatever reason. But you know, it it makes a difference. They remember it, they expect it. And it's something they look forward to. How silly is that? It's a 30 second song. And at the time they really don't enjoy being woken up being sung to, uh-huh. uh, but they actually look forward to yes, it. Yes, yes. I want to zoom out a little bit and okay. just talk about the concept of Miss um, Emily Hansen yes. writing you, asking you questions. It's a biblical principle that the older women should teach the younger. And I, yes, I, I'm gonna for I forget where in the book of Proverbs. I'll take my. I'll have to look it up later to make yes. sure that it's where it is. But it talks about drawing out as from a well of water. Uh-huh. Can you talk about the importance of young women, young men, 
going to those who are more experienced and drawing out maybe even your own experience who who did you draw from I drew from my pastor's wife Mrs. Diane Brown mm -hmm. she was a well of knowledge she um, and she always she was from the south so mm -hmm. she had a unique way of putting things but I never tired hearing her talk and um, so other than my mom it would have been uh, Mrs. Diane Brown and um, yes I, I would encourage you don't be too proud to ask questions and um, I remember my pastor saying he Brother Brown would say he would go to his pastor, Dr. Bobby Robertson, and he would say, Brother Bobby, did you ever? And before he could even get the question out or the last of it out, Brother Bobby would say, yes. <laughs> so, you know, there is nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Everything you are facing, um, someone has gone through it before you. Mm -hmm. And there is a well of knowledge out there and find somebody that you trust, your pastor's wife, your mother, a trusted friend, an older sister, a teacher from the past, whatever. And um, you don't have to live wandering. You can get help. And and people who have lived through it are happy to share their experience with you. Yeah. And they're happy to help. Knowing that something in my life can help someone else is a joy you know a hardship that i have gone through that i've had to figure out if it can help somebody i'm, I'm happy for it and you're so. not going to go out of your way to insert yourself no sometimes no. you're looking from a distance and you're seeing yes. people have issues problems and you're like i wish you would ask that's true are there any things that come to mind common things topics that man if young women or young mothers would ask about this they could get help and you're just kind of sitting there frustrated yourself like I hope they would ask and I wish they would yes what topic would that be um, sometimes I see young women struggle with maybe a sister-in-law or a mother-in-law mm -hmm. issue those are common it's it's not unusual I'm not saying it's right but it's not uncommon I've gone through that and if they would ask I would be happy to share what I've had to do in my life with these relationships. And so, but you have to ask. So that's one thing. Um, they have, you know, something their children is not responding to something. You know, I've had six children, and, you know, some things work better with other children, you know, than other things. Yeah, wide range of personalities. For right. Sure. And, you know, some children you look at and they melt. Some children stare back at you, you know. Um, so, you know, if you just ask, it, I'll be happy to share mm -hmm. what we did. But I want you to ask. Absolutely. So. Well, I appreciate you sharing all of this with us. Family traditions are very important. And uh, we look forward to uh, having you back again. Okay. Thank Thanks, you Mrs. very Angel. much. And if you want to catch out the other episodes of the podcast, make sure you check out YouTube and the audio only platforms and make sure that you subscribe and that you also like the video and please share it with somebody who you think it might help. Thank you so much for joining us.